0: Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may... Teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever been wrong? Have you ever been wrong about a person... Wrong about a deep conviction? Have you ever been wrong about directions? What if we, as a society, as a culture, as a nation, have it wrong? Looking backwards, it's easy to see that not all of society's convictions stand the test of time. Uh, For example, Up until around 600 years ago, more or less, the entire human population was sure that a ship which sailed too far west would fall off the face of the earth. Likewise, a a typical way to treat illness up until the beginning of the 20th century was bloodletting. More recently, in the 1920s, Lucky Strike cigarettes ran an ad celebrating how... 20,679 physicians say luckies are less irritating and will protect your throat against your winter cough. All 20,000 were wrong about that. (laughs) Uh, Just plain wrong. And today, on the first Sunday of the season of Advent, as preparation for Christmas begins in full force, I want to introduce you or reintroduce you to the way that the church prepares for the birth of our Savior during this season, which we call Advent, a time of expectation and preparation for the birth and second coming of Jesus. The church gets ready by examining human assumptions, by placing convictions under the microscope, Advent is an opportunity for us to ask ourselves, what if we have it wrong? Speaking of having it wrong, when I was in high school, my algebra teacher swore up and down that we would use the stuff she was teaching us someday. (laughs) Now, you may use algebra every day, but as for me, she had it wrong just like me and you and all of us. Not all of what we believe to be true is actually true, yet, yet we are all capable of being stubborn. We operate under untested hypothesis. We get stuck in false assumptions and become rooted in baseless conviction. Advent is a season when we are invited to ask ourselves, what if we have it wrong? What if we really don't know where we are going? What if what we thought was true isn't? And we ask ourselves such questions during Advent because Jesus is coming. And Jesus is the only one who has ever gotten all of it right. The rest of us are capable of getting it wrong. So in our first scripture lesson from Romans, the Apostle Paul calls us to lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. What does the Apostle Paul mean by all that? He means that there is something in our flesh that keeps us from admitting when we are wrong, even though we were. You can call it pride, call it stubbornness, call it whatever you want. But know that there is something that keeps men from stopping to ask for directions, even when they're lost, and prevents women from apologizing when they were wrong, believing that they must always be right. I know a woman who was so sure that her husband was overreacting that she made him walk from the parking garage to the emergency room. She wasn't going to pay extra for valet parking when he was just being dramatic. Well, right before they took him back for a quadruple bypass surgery, she felt pretty bad about that. What do you feel pretty bad about? When were you wrong? When did you gratify the desires of your stubborn flesh, but should have stepped under the true light of humility? That's where Jesus leads us to humility. His very birth assures us that if we could save ourselves, if we could get all of it right, he wouldn't have needed to be born to show us the way. So let him show you the way. Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. On this warm November morning, while snowflake lights shine from the lampposts and trees are decorated with ornaments, remember, remember the words of the prophet, that out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations. He will arbitrate over many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. For generations, the prophets have looked forward to such a day. Generation after generation have spoken of the day when the weapons of war will become the tools for peace. So ingrained is this image in the global consciousness that a statue stands outside the United Nations of a giant man, hammer in his right hand, the sword in his left, he's beating into a a plow. To prepare the soil for a new harvest, a harvest of peace, a new day of harmony, doesn't that sound wonderful? How can we prepare ourselves for such a day? How can we get ready for its coming? We must practice listening in a world where too many have stopped listening. We must learn new ways of doing things in a world where too many are stuck in old habits. But first, back to algebra. In the words of my friend, Mikey Buchanan, math got really hard when they mixed the alphabet in there with all the numbers. (laughs) Algebra was hard, so I expected the the worksheet our teacher handed out to us as we entered class one morning to be difficult. I sat down and diligently began working like all my classmates did. I I went from problem to problem all the way to the end of the worksheet and thought that I had done all right. But then the teacher wrote the answers on the board and I had every single answer wrong. I was a new low, and the teacher seemed to be able to read my face and the faces of my classmates. So she asked, did anyone answer these questions correctly? Only one girl raised her hand, and we all looked at this girl wondering what she knew that we didn't. The teacher smiled at her, then simply said to the rest of us, go back and read the directions. I did. And there, right at the top of the page, it clearly stated, after you solve the equation, add 10 to your answer. (laughs) Now, a little while ago, I said that I have never used anything I learned in algebra in my real life. That's not entirely true, because that day my teacher said, never start on an assignment without first reading the directions. What are our directions? Forgive one another. How often? As many as seven times? Peter asked. Jesus said, not seven, but 77 times. These are our directions. And what else did he tell us? He told us to love one another. But what about the people who got on my nerves so much at Thanksgiving dinner? Jesus said, you have heard it said that you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. These are our directions. And what about people who everyone turns our back on? Should, should we just turn our back on them too? My friends, December 1st is World AIDS Day. A good friend of mine who sends me an inspirational verse of scripture every Sunday morning and has for more than five years now, is HIV positive and since 1993 has felt rejected by the church, rejected even by his own family, yet remembers the way of Jesus who reached out his hand again and again and touched the afflicted, the rejected, the diseased, and the abused. Jesus moved towards every outcast of society. Is that what we as a society have been doing? Or have we been leaving God's people out in the cold? We must follow the directions. If we don't, we'll get lost. Do you ever feel lost? If so, then just remember that the the moral of every single Christmas movie I can think of is exactly the same. It's not too late to change. It's not too late to stop and ask for directions. It's not too late to apologize, admitting that we had it wrong. That's what Ebenezer Scrooge did. Money left him cold and lonely, but it wasn't too late for him, nor was it too late for the Grinch's heart to grow three sizes bigger. And don't even get me started on National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Just think about Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie gets everything wrong and yet he is the one who leads to everything turning out all right because not the boss nor Clark had it all sorted out. No one does. And that's okay. That's okay to admit, especially this time of year because the thing that sets Christians apart is not that we are perfect. We're not. It's not that we always get it right. We don't. It's that we believe the one who gets it perfect every time is coming and we need only listen to his directions. Are you ready to listen? For truth, hope, joy, Emmanuel, God in human form is coming. Prepare yourself for his birth by letting go of old, handed down, prejudices and hatred. Discard old convictions. Put them out on the street along with your Amazon shipping containers and wave to them goodbye. What you've thought was true for years may be holding you back from following Christ today. Prepare for the Savior's birth by making room in your heart for some new directions. Invite him in to live, and to teach you a new way to be, that we all might walk in the light of the Lord. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.